Hello and welcome to another Video Manna. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. We are in Genesis. Last week we were in Genesis chapter 44 where we see that Joseph for the second time has put his brothers to the test by placing objects in their bags of grain, this time by setting his cup in Benjamin, his younger brother's bag, which brings them back into Egypt under the threat of of danger really of of being uh, executed for stealing from from Pharaoh and and from Egypt but but we see a turn in chapter 45 verse 1 we see that Joseph is is again overcome with emotion at the prospect of of his brothers this time with his youngest brother being so close to him yet he hasn't yet revealed himself and and in this emotional state he sends out his Egyptian servants and begins to reveal himself to his brothers. And so it's not surprising, as we see here in verse 45, verse 1, then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood before him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And then Joseph's brothers, um, quite understandably, are overcome with fear. It says in verse 7 that, um, in verse 2, I'm sorry, um, that in verse 3, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. Now this word dismayed, it really, it really means, it, obviously dismayed, but, but then there's a fear here too, a, a, a terrified aspect to this word. So you can imagine as they hear their, their brother's voice for the first time, uh, we know from earlier he had been speaking through an interpreter to them, but now this is the first time he's used his own voice to reveal himself to him. And so it's got to be a terrifying experience. And so they're overcome with, with, him, with fear and it also leaves them unable, you know, they're, they're speechless. They're absolutely unable to comprehend what they're hearing. You know, previously they'd had plenty to say about plotting to to either kill him or throw him in the pit or sell him off to uh, the, the traveling uh, Ammonites who were going to Egypt. All of that, but now they're they're left speechless. And um, Joseph is calling to them in verse four. He says to his brothers, "Please come near to me." So they came near. And then he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. And we, we see this beginning of this next section of Scripture continuing to the next chapter and beyond where, where Joseph, we see that his perspective is overcome by the, the truth of God's sovereignty. As he explains to his brothers about God's sovereignty, and this is this is great. It says, um, but now, verse 5, but now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. So it is the truth that, yes, his brothers did plot against him and they did sell him off to the Ammonites who took him to Egypt and but it's also true that God used that. So in Joseph's perspective, he's seeing God's sovereignty over the circumstances 
and impetuous nature of his brothers in bringing him to Egypt for the very purposes that he stated to preserve life. He continues in verse 6. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth, to save your lives by a great deliverance. So again, Joseph is, is pointing his brothers from his perspective change that he's looking to the, the Lord's sovereignty over circumstances and over his brother's actions, which is, which is remarkable because Joseph, as we know, has been through a lot. And, um, you know, the, this, this idea of God's sovereignty, it's, it can be described as, as God's right or um, uh, to govern or to rule. And in that, you know, we see that you have the God as sovereign has the right to rule or govern in making the rules and enforcing those rules, executing judgment, all of those things. So God is righteous in doing all of that. Um, Psalm 115.3 puts it like this. Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. So this idea that God, because he is who he is, he does all that he pleases. And in Psalm 147.19, we find out that everything the Lord does is good. And so this is the perspective that Joseph has come to realize for himself this truth that God's sovereignty means this for his family and for him personally, not just generically that, that God is good and God works those things for good, but that, no, he is personally in his life working um, his extraordinarily traumatic circumstances for good. And as he says here, it's for the purpose of, of saving those who had wished him harm um, and that's remarkable, including his father, because he asked about his father here. And the rest of the chapter deals with Joseph's brothers returning um, to, to Israel, to the land where his, his, their father is at, to tell, to tell him about all that's happened. And in verse 26, we see uh, Jacob's response. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still, because he did not believe them. And so Jacob is, is overcome with unbelief and, and really kind of a distrust of um, his son's story. Um, it's actually, as Joseph put yourself in his shoes, it's actually too good to be true, right? His, his son is sold off into slavery probably 20 or more years ago. And now the, the same sons that brought him the bloody garments and said that Joseph had, well, they remember that they had let Jacob come to that conclusion for himself that they, they have brought me Joseph's bloody garments, so he must have been torn by an animal to death. But now it's the very same sons that are coming to him and saying, oh, uh, Joseph is alive and, and he's the ruler in, in Egypt and he's got all this food and he wants us to come there. So there's this bit of distrust there because, you know, let's be honest, I think we all can, can see where Jacob probably knew all along that his sons were being um, untruthful to him. They were being deceivious to him in this, in this story, but he just couldn't bring himself to to hear himself say these words. And so now in this moment, this is, he's, got, he's got this choice of, do I, do I trust my sons? Because they originally told me, led me to believe that my um, son Joseph was, was dead, but now here they come with this 
crazy story, but he's, he's alive in another land. And we see that finally, yes, um, Joseph, or uh, Jacob, um, regarding Joseph in verse 28 says, then Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. So, so for the sake of his son Joseph, he, he goes um, and begins the journey back home. And, you know, this whole chapter really talks about, about the truth. So the, the truth of Joseph aligning his perspective with the truth of God's sovereignty in these tough circumstances, the, the truth being revealed to Joseph's brothers that he's still that he's still alive that God's purpose is is um, over their purpose and then revealing this truth um, to to Jacob about his sons uh, being still alive and Ephesians six fourteen we'll, we'll we'll leave with this encouragement uh, Ephesians six fourteen stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and and so it's this this idea of of truth that, that's kind of girding us. The, the original Greek says something along the lines of gird your loins with truth. So it's that thing that, that holds everything else together is truth. And it's, it's, not, um, it's, it's not our truth. We don't have individual truths, right? Is there is the truth. And so the, the truth is, as we see in this story, is, is seeing things as they truly are, not from our own perspective or from how we want things to be or even our own wishes. It's how they truly are according to God's sovereignty. And so it's not just our own perspective, but it's how they are truly according to God. And so we want to close today with, with this thought that we want to align our sight with, with God's vision. We, we want to see as God sees. We want, we want truth in our lives. And so this is what helped Joseph endure all these horrible things that happened to him, was he aligned his vision, his sight, the way he saw things with, with God's sovereignty. And so um, I hope that's encouraging for you. So um, stay encouraged and stay in the Word, and we'll see you next week.